0: In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, beloved Orthodox Christians, brothers and sisters in Christ, we arrive to the much-anticipated Feast of the Nativity of our Lord and God and Saviour, Jesus Christ, when the God-Creator, the Uncircumscribed, the One who created the creation, whoever existed, the All-Powerful, accomplished that for which the purpose, the creation itself, was created. For creation was not created just to exist without a purpose, but rather it, has, it had a, a, a goal to achieve, it had a purpose. And what was the purpose of the creation? To be united with God. The creation was created so it would be one with God. And the pinnacle of the creation was the human being, the first fashion, Adam and all his progeny. Therefore, the purpose of creation was to be one with God but because we couldn't accomplish it on our own, because we were foolish into to forfeit the, that great calling of being one with God, God accomplishes that for us by him becoming man and showing us how to behave, how to be true human beings, how to be images of God, how to accomplish our purpose of being one with God. Therefore, today is the day when this is happening. Today is the day when God enters the human history, when he enters to start enacting that mystery that was hidden before the ages, the one of God uniting unto himself the humanity, and that way giving us, opening us to us the doors to his divinity. That is the marvelous exchange of God condescended to come and humble himself to the worst, that is, the, to be human beings, in order to enrich us who were poor. It's like a rich man who condescends to the poor and gives all his riches, and, and because of his humbling, because he did that for the one who was below him, that poor man has the ability to participate of these riches. That is what God does. It's a marvelous Mystery, marvelous exchange that our Savior does for us. He always was God and now He is man as well. And He is born in a humble cave of a mother that He had chosen from before the ages and worked throughout generation after generation to cleanse holy people even more and more so that from them would come out the most holy Theotokos, of whom He would take flesh for, in order to defy it. And of this great mystery of this, of which we are finish, witnessing today, whole creation rejoiced because the creation was groaning, the creation was yearning to, to, that this purpose of it should be accomplished because the creation, as I said, was created for the sake, for, in order to be united with God. And because this had not happened, the creation was yearning, waiting, until God should enact this plan, and until God should come and unite the creation to himself. When I say unite creation, that's what happened, because the human being, being the pinnacle of the creation, in himself has all, it's a microcosm that has in in itself the whole of creation. It has the visible part, which is the body, and the invisible part, just as in the creation there is the visible, what we see, and the invisible, the angelic. Powers, but also in the visible, but he has all the degrees of the creation the mineral, the vegetable, and the animal. All is contained in the human being. Therefore, when our Savior united human nature unto Himself, in that way He united the whole creation unto Himself. Therefore, the whole creation, as I say, was yearning for this. And when our Savior accomplishes, it rejoices. It rejoices, starting from the angelic powers who today show their great joy by teaching us that great doxology, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill towards man. And and even the inanimate uh, uh, objects uh, rejoice. And uh, the the human beings who were for this uh, purpose providentially, Chosen, they are there to witness and to rejoice on our behalf. The shepherds were there on our behalf to rejoice at our Savior's coming. The Magi, who are the symbols of the nations being called to, the, to witness and be participants of this mystery, are also our representatives there. And above all, beloved Christians, although we are not worthy of it, from us as a gift to our Savior, for his incarnation is his All-Holy Mother, I say that from us because she is what he took as a gift from the humanity in order to take that little lump of humanity like you take a lump of when you want to leaven the bread and by leavening it, it leavens the whole humanity. Through her, he accomplished this. And we are unworthy of this great gift that we gave to our Savior. He made this possible for us. And we are left as if people who had given great gift of the, to our Savior, that is the Most Holy Theotokos, and we ourselves are not worthy of the gift that we gave to our Savior, the Most Holy Theotokos. And that is what the, the chance of tonight's vigil said, that from us, our Savior, may He receive the Most Holy Theotokos as His Mother to take her to defy the flesh that he takes from her and through that flesh to offer us deification. This as a human nature we offer to our Savior, but what can we offer him personally, as individually? What is it that one thing that our Savior has always asked and always asks us? It is that we dedicate to him our hearts. That is the biggest thing. Just as he was well pleased to abide in the virgin's womb and just as he was well pleased to abide in the small and tiny humble cave, so also he asks us that we make place for him in our hearts, that we dedicate our hearts to him and make it clean, make it hospitable, make it welcoming to God. And how do we make it welcoming? That it shouldn't be filthy with passions and sin and world that fights always against God. If we try best to our ability to clean our hearts on daily basis, we are participating in this great mystery ourselves by personally inviting our Savior to come and dwell in us and that he is knocking constantly at our doors. It is evident because he's beckoning us to the Holy Communion every time there is a liturgy. And what happens at the liturgy? We partake of the mysteries and our heart becomes like a cave where our Savior is dwelling like he dwelt in the little cave in Bethlehem. But is our heart a worthy place for our Savior to dwell there? It is not, and that is why every time we look at the nativity icon, we see how our Savior is there in the, on the manger with dumb beasts around him and in a humble cave, God condescending to uh, be there. We also should, it should remind us of our own little cave that we have, in our hearts that it should be welcoming and it should be entirely disposed that our Savior should come and dwell there. This is the purpose of our life, to make God dwell in our hearts. Our part is to clean it as much as possible and whatever we do out out utmost with our strengths, whatever is lacking, God will take care of it. But that part which depends on us, that should be done. That effort, that intention, that dedication, and that resilience and diligence in cleaning our heart in order that our Savior should come and abide there, and be and that our heart should truly be like a little cave in Bethlehem. Let us, therefore, rejoice in today's feast of our Savior becoming man for our sakes, and also, just as we are welcoming him in Bethlehem, just as we are dedicate, giving him as a gift, the Most Holy Theotokos, of which we are not worthy, personally, individually, from each one of us, let us offer him our hearts and ask him to help us to make our hearts a welcoming, hospitable place for him. Amen.